0: It really is true for some people that life begins for them outside of their comfort zone. It's also true that on the other side of your fear is everything you want. Those are popular motivational quotes that we see in the business space all the time. But what the heck do they mean after they stop making you feel the warm fuzzy? And what the hell are you supposed to do with it? Today, we're turning the quotables and making them coachable. Hi, welcome to another episode of Business Mindset Mastery. This is going to be a fun one. My name's Heather Gray. I'm a mindset and performance coach for business owners, leaders, and entrepreneurs. You can always find me over at choosetohaveitall.com. And today we're mixing it up for today's show. I'm kind of excited about it and I'm looking forward to hearing what you guys think after you have a listen. But... Here's the thing. So a listener reached out to me yesterday and said, hey, you said something on your show. You really need to make a meme out of it. And the thing that I had said is that mindset without action is just thinking. And I was like, yeah, that's really good. You're right. I should make a meme out of it. And it got me to thinking in general about my love-hate relationship with motivational quotes and memes because they're all over the online space. People use them to attract leads. People use them to sort of, I think, um, you know, puff them on themselves up like pre gaming before a football game or something. Like they use it for all kinds of reasons. But a lot of times, my observation of the people who post the most social media quotes and the people who post the most motivational videos is they're not actually doing the thing they're posting about. And when someone hits a like button on those things, they like the feeling that the quote brings up for them. They like the idea. And I'm all for that. I'm the same one. I'm the person who listens to all the cheesy YouTube cover songs just because I like watching people chase their dreams. I totally get it. But there's a difference between me watching someone else chase their dreams on YouTube and actually being a dream chaser myself. And I think that's the risk that people run when they live and die by motivational quotes and memes, is they start to assume that because they like the thoughts and feelings described, that they themselves are action takers, that they're taking the risks. Because they like the idea of risk taking, they like the idea of somebody's quote, they then identify as such. But if they look around at the actions they're taking in their life, they actually have not made any movement at all. And they haven't done anything. And so one of my passions is turning these quotables into coachables because I think they're fabulous. I think there's really good lessons that can be taken, but we need to think about how. How do we take this idea that we love so much and turn it into action? And so I have my own collection because you know how I roll. And so I went through my collection just this morning. I pulled out a few that kind of just came to mind, not necessarily my favorites not even a top 10. I don't even agree with all of them, I don't think. But they got my attention. I wrote them down. And one by one, I'm going to toss them your way. And then I'm going to turn them into a coachable. And my hope and my wish is that you think about the actions you can take next. Now that you like the idea, now that you understand the concept, what is the step you need to take next to apply it in your own life? And I have maybe 10 or so quotes here. So If you do this, you have 10 steps that you can work on in the next week or two to get yourself closer to the life you want to have, the business you want to have, being the person you want to be, and moving through the world the way you want to move through the world. So here we go. First up, it comes from Walt Disney, Um, and he says, The way to get started is to quit talking and start doing. Think about that for a second. A lot of people agree with that, right? Because um, the entrepreneurial space loves the word hustle. They love the word grind and they like the idea of taking action, action, action. We hear about it all the time. And I certainly, certainly uh, preach about it all the time. But what does it really look like? Because I think what happens is people confuse themselves when they're trying to learn something, when they're trying to think something through, walk themselves through all the steps. They go to the peanut gallery, people. They get all kinds of opinions, all kinds of thoughts from other people. And they tell themselves that having those conversations, doing that planning is taking action. And it is so long as an actual product or service or tangible idea comes out on the other side. But if you're just talking about what you're going to do, and you never actually do it, You haven't moved and you haven't taken action and you're no closer to that life you want or the dream you want to have. You know, yesterday in my Facebook group, I was talking to somebody and I pointed out that the first episode of this show is so lame and almost embarrassing in its simplicity because it was a little three minute thing. Done is better than perfect. And it was this idea for me that I just needed to press go. I just needed to press play. I had talked about wanting to have a podcast. I talked about having a message that I wanted to share with a larger audience. And this Anchor app came along and I just needed to press play and go. And that first episode is representing that to me. The idea that I stopped talking, I stopped thinking, and I just did. It's not the best episode (laughs) that you'll listen to of this show it doesn't have any value but now if you go back and you re-listen to it you'll hear that it's the day that I pressed play and if I hadn't done it on that day I may not be with you today. Next up, we've got the idea coming from Warren Buffett. And I like his quotes. I I like the way he thinks and I like the way he moves through the world. I, I respect his point of view a lot. And he says something here. Someone's sitting in the shade today because someone planted a tree a long time ago. I I love this because I think that one of the things that happens when we are looking at building businesses is we rely on immediacy. If I put up a blog post onto the interwebs and I have you guys looking at it, I w- I'm not anymore actually if I'm going to be completely honest. But when I started, I was constantly refreshing the page views, how many people looked at it, how many people commented, how many people read, how many people liked it, how many people shared, because that immediacy feels like it's everything. It feels like it's the most important thing in the world. But the reality is, is that we have to play the long game when it comes to business. We have to make decisions now that may not pay off for a while. So for example, just the other day, I got a client from a podcast interview that I did on a podcast, I think close to two years ago. So I did that interview. She happened to catch it somehow. She reached out to me and said, hey, I'd like to work with you. So it's this idea that I had no idea two years ago that that, something like that was going to come my way, you know, in in the long game, I thought I would do that interview. Whoever listened to it might find it that time, but then it goes off into Never Neverland, and that just wasn't true. The same is true with the show you're listening to. I started it last August, and so August of 2017, and it takes a while for it to gel and to connect, and I needed to have the goal of it being that I wanted to talk about the things that were really important to me. Of course, I knew that I was going to be in a marketing arm of my business. Of course, I was hoping that I would create lead generation, but I can't put a three-minute podcast episode called Done is Better Than Perfect and expect that my doors are just gonna be flooded with clients and leads. It doesn't work that way. We have to make decisions thinking about the big picture. We have to make decisions thinking about the long game. Where do we wanna be a year from now, two years from now? Sure, sometimes the decisions we're making are gonna be to get a immediate cash in our pockets and we're gonna be thinking short term. How do we pay the bills this month? But we always have to hold the big picture. Otherwise we remain in the hustle. We're never breathing in calm and kind of in a place where things are running smoothly. So it's really important that while you work on the immediate tasks of your day, you're also thinking about the long game a little bit. And that also too I say that so that you can sort of monitor your expectations for the results side as well. One of the things that comes to mind is I'm talking to you guys about this, and I actually don't quote me on it because I don't know that it's entirely true. I kind of hope it's true because I use it as an example often enough. But I read at some point like a year or two ago that the Coca-Cola company only sold 25 bottles of Coke in their first year of business. And I really, again, I totally hope that's. It's true, because I certainly have used it as a way to illustrate my point a lot. But it's this idea that you can't just put something out there once, expect people to love it immediately, find it immediately, and take action on it immediately. That expectation is too high. We have to rely on the fact that it is true that we have to build the no like, and trust factor with our audiences, and that takes time. So that immediate expectation that that if you put out an offer, someone's going to buy from you in 30 seconds or less. We have to curb those expectations so we can be more realistic with ourselves. And hold ourselves to the big picture and the big awareness as well. One of the things that... Um, I was thinking about in one of the quotes I found too here, I don't know who I can credit it to, and that happened to me a couple of times. I think so many times these quotes get passed around and people forget to give authorship. Um, I probably should have taken the time to try to find it before recording, but we're in it now, so I'm just gonna go ahead. And it says here, entrepreneurship is living a few years of your life like most people won't so that you can spend the rest of your life like most people can't. I mentioned at the beginning of the show that there's some quotes I'm not entirely um, convinced on, and this is actually one of them. Um, I think that there's a lot of pressure and a lot of messaging out there about the hustle and the grind. Um, one of the um, most respected thought leaders in the online business space in particular is Gary Vaynerchuk, and um, people know him as Gary V, if you're not familiar with him. And I heard him on a podcast episode, um, and he said, <laughs> and I actually wouldn't be surprised <laughs> if he's credited. With this quote, but I heard him at one point answering someone who asked him how he got so successful. And one of the things he said is that he was working and hustling and grinding when everyone else was sitting on a bar stool talking to their friends. Now, here's the thing I think there's tremendous value and importance and worth in sitting on a bar stool and talking with your friends. I don't think you're a better business owner or a better human or a better anything if you give up everything you have for your business and your passion. You can make that choice, but I don't think that makes you better in any way. You get to have that value for your life, and I get to have my value on the bar stool with my friends. But that being said, I do think that the core of this has an important message, and it's the idea that a lot of people have been misled about business building, particularly online business building. I think that so many people were just basically convinced that you just had to figure out your passion, the thing you could talk about nonstop, and then you could get paid for it. And it would be easy, there's no barrier of entry, there's very low overhead. The internet has a billion people, so of course you can get a hundred people out of those billion to buy from you. And it's not that easy, and I think that recognizing that you are going to be in a struggle, if you're choosing to be build a business, if you're choosing to be a boss, that it's not always going to be easy, and you may be <coughs> excuse me <coughs> damn it, happen again, um you may lose sleep, you may. Um, you know, have to give up a vacation or two, you may work nights and weekends for a while in order to get your dream off the ground. But it doesn't have to be that way. And it doesn't have to be a full time condition. However, it does come with compromise. It's not easy. So if you're going to choose it, you have to choose to hold both. You have to recognize that sometimes your business may not build as fast as you want because you have a value of being on the bar stool watching a game with your friends. But you also have to recognize that as a business owner, sometimes the boss decision absolutely it's going to be that you have to say no to your friends, maybe next time, because you have to get things done. It's not black and white. It's not all or nothing. But if you're choosing to go into business, you have to choose to own that piece and recognize you're going to struggle with it and you're going to wrestle with it. But you're going to have to decide your own value in your own point of view around it. And you can't listen to anyone else's opinion because they're not in your shoes they're not in your skin and they're not moving through the world the way you move through the world you have to look at the scenario and decide what's best for you and remember what i said in yesterday's episode if you get crystal clear on the life you want to have and the business you want to run and the way you want to move through the world as you make these decisions you can do that gut check Does this decision get me closer to the life I want to have, the business I want to run, and the person I want to be? And if it doesn't and you're taking a step back, then at least you know that. And at least you're making that decision consciously. Um, Next up, we've got a favorite of mine. If opportunity doesn't knock, build a door. And Milton Berle is credited with that one. And I like this idea because I think so many times people wait In business, They wait to be seen, they wait to be found, they wait to be recognized, they wait to be validated, they wait for their idea to catch on. They wait so that they can learn a little bit more. (laughs) They wait until they see what other people do and the results that other people get. There are all kinds of reasons and procrastinating attempts that people make to avoid hard decisions and hard things when it comes to business. And I think we wait for opportunity rather than looking for the opportunities that can come our way. I put this one down for myself personally. I've been waiting for people to figure out that I'm good at what I do and that their group membership program needs me because that's one of the arms of my business is I consult to group training programs that offer business strategy and I come in and I offer mindset support and I have like four or five groups that I do this for now. And I've been in this weird thing where it's like, well, word is getting around now that I do this, and hopefully, you know, someone will refer me or put my name out there or something. And it just sort of, you know, I recognize this weekend, like, no, (laughs) it doesn't actually work that way. If I want to do more of this group training that I'm really loving doing and really enjoying, then I need to go out and seek the opportunities. I need to make some cold calls. I need to pitch myself. I need to find the types of training programs that resonate with me, find the holes in their business model where I might be able to fill it and offer their clients and consumers a better customer experience and let people know that I exist, that this is something I'm interested in doing and that this is something I'm incredibly capable of doing. I can't just wait for someone to get the idea to refer me or to mention my name or drop my name. I get entirely too used to that and it's the mistake I make in my business over and over again because that's how I built my brick and mortar. It was so largely built on referrals that I think. It's my habit to just kind of wait for them. But instead, if I really want to be the driver in my own business, if I really want to be cultivating and building the business on my terms and the dream business that I want, it means that I want to be in front of groups more. I have to put myself out there. I can't wait for somebody else to independently think about it and drop my name. I have to do that work. And I want you to look at what are you not doing? What are you waiting for people just to discuss? about you or to find out about you where are you hiding in the shadows when you need to be putting yourself in the spotlight where are you hesitating to ask for help or ask a question or even ask for a sale because if you're playing small you're holding yourself back and you can't keep waiting for somebody to see you you have to be okay with putting yourself in the spotlight Wayne Gretzky gets credit for the next one, and I bet the people who follow business memes really closely already know what I'm going to say. But you miss 100% of the shots you don't take. Um... Here's the thing, and that's it's connected to what I was just saying, and it's what I just reminded myself as I got ready to start pitching myself to new business owners and leaders about my group service offerings, is they may say no. In fact, some of them are likely to say no because their, their groups are running just fine. They're still getting good retention rates. They have client-consumer satisfaction, so they may think that they don't need me. They haven't yet paid attention to the benefits that I could offer in ways I could improve things for them, and that's okay. But I know that some people are not gonna see outside of the box of the group or the program they've created to see where I might be of benefit. But if I don't try, I'm still only gonna have the four or five groups that I have rather than what I'm hoping to do is at some point in time be doing this for seven to 10 groups at a time. So I'm never gonna get there if I don't take the shot. I may miss it, I may embarrass myself, I, you know, may be imperfect in some way, but I'm guaranteed to not get what I want if I don't want to try. And it's, you know, the idea is if you don't ask, the answer is always no, right? Like we just, we have to ask and we have to be willing to put ourselves out there to To let people know that we exist, and yes, that's sometimes going to mean hearing a no or being questioned about why we're there, what we're doing, or why we think we have value. But if we're unafraid to do it, we get closer to the life we want because if we're looking at the life and businesses we want to run – Taking action, being in the driver's seat for that, that's always going to be an important thing. Otherwise, we're handing control over our life, our dreams, and our businesses to somebody else. And that doesn't set us up for success at all. Um, The next one makes me laugh a little bit. (laughs) Hustle until your haters ask if you're hiring. (laughs) I really like this one. Um, it's I have a love-hate relationship with it, and I actually probably love things that I have a love-hate relationship with. But here's the idea. that Think about it for a second, right? Hustle until your haters ask if you're hiring. You got to keep going. You got to keep working hard. I think that a lot of times people think um, the whole work hard now so you can play later thing is true. I think it's work hard now so you learn to be more efficient later. I think you work differently later, but I don't think you're ever resting on your laurels doing nothing. Um, you always have to keep your eye on the prize, on the goal, and on what you're building and developing, but you have to work hard. And you have to come up with a motivating way of inspiring yourself to work hard, to be productive, and to be efficient. Um, and when I looked that I saw this quote in this collection. I can't remember where I was in my own life um, when I wrote that down as something that I needed to remember or a thought I appreciated. But I do think it has incredible value and it stood out to me today as I was thinking about it because I think it's an effective word for the, it's an effective use for the word hustle um, because it has a purpose. It's hustle so you can grow because I think a lot of times people can sort of confuse the word hustle with action. They think that if they're just moving, 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 busy, 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 that they're doing something, when in actuality, sometimes they're just creating chaos. But hustle with a point, hustle with a purpose to grow and expand so that you get your business to a place where somebody thinks that they could work for you, I think that's a good measure of the word. So something to think about as you try to define and redefine find maybe what hustle is going to look like in your own life. Will Rogers gives us the next one. And um, I, this, this one is a good one too. Even if you are on the right track, you'll get run over if you just sit there. I can't tell you how many times people find me because they just stood still on the damn track. They skated, they numbed out, they tuned out, they tried to run their businesses on autopilot, they got overwhelmed, stuck, bored, disinterested, burned out, fill in the blank, but they just stayed still. And that is the beginning of the end. I can tell you that from personal experience. At some point in time, my brick and mortar business was full with a waiting list. And then at some other point in time, when I was disinterested and burned out from that work, people were calling. I was looking at slots in the calendar and I was choosing not to fill them. I was choosing not only to sit still, but to not grow and to actually detract from my growth because I was so unhappy and so miserable. If you're standing still and you're not moving and you're finding yourself entirely stuck, you gotta get yourself some help. It doesn't go away on its own. It doesn't change. I think so many times people just wait for motivation to just come from the sky or just to wake up and suddenly feel more motivated than they did yesterday. And that works for some people, but it doesn't work for everybody. And if you find yourself kind of tuned out from your own life or tuned out from your own business, I really would encourage you to check in with yourself to see what might be going on, poke at it, a little bit unpack it a little bit see if you can figure out what you're dealing with because you don't want to be run over you don't want that to happen because it doesn't need to happen but if you catch yourself kind of standing still and looking in the other direction I think you'll it'll help you figure out where you need to go next and because again I think a lot of times people think that unless they're going backwards there's nothing to worry about but so many times the warnings signs for trouble happen when you're sitting still. You just haven't been paying attention. Jen Cicero gets the next um, credit for the quote and she says, What other people think of you has nothing to do with you and everything to do with them. One of my quotes that I say is what other people think of you is none of your business. Um, (laughs) She says it so much more delicately delicately and gently than I do. But I think a lot of times when we build our businesses on our personal brands, we're constantly worrying and putting ourselves in a position of worrying about what other people will think of us, how other people perceive us, how they're going to like us, how they're not going to like us, how they're going to interpret us. Are they going to understand us? Are we going to be misunderstood? Rather than recognizing that where our control ends is simply in telling people what we want them to think. They may misunderstand us. They may disagree with us. They may be angry by what we say. They may be sort of completely turned off by us because of what we say but it's none of our business, it's their values. They get to have that opinion and we get to disagree. They get to disagree with us and we still get to speak. So wasting time worrying about how you're being perceived, whether or not people like you, whether or not people are connecting with you is a complete waste of your time. You can't compete with their values, there's no way. You're setting yourself up for failure with that. So set yourself up for success, by knowing your values, knowing where at the end of the day you stand. And then you can ask yourself, am I being consistent with my own values? Am I being true to myself and to what I think? That's where your control lies, nowhere else. Next, we've got Elon Musk. <laughs> I was wondering if he was gonna make it to the list because he, he filled up a lot of my pages when I was looking at the different things I had. Today's quote from him I'm picking is, I think it's possible for everyday people to choose to be extraordinary. Now, I'm sure you're not surprised that I picked that one because it has the word choice in it. And my whole business is built on the idea that people can choose to have it all. Um, So, yep, that's a personal favorite. But here's the idea behind it that I think people need the wake up call on. I was thinking about Meghan Markle, actually, as I was um, outlining the notes for this show. And there's this picture of her um, from when she was a teenager in front of Buckingham Palace. And then, you know, the picture of her wedding day, getting married. And at the time, she had no idea where her life was going to go or how it was going to turn out. She had no idea that at some point she was going to be given a position in a platform where she could make a difference. She has a series of choices and she was an activist and a humanitarian. And even before she met Harry, but it was this idea that, like, she had no idea at the time that she was going to be extraordinary. She chose it through a series of events that led her to be where she is in her life right now. But how many times do we look at people like that, these whatever you want to call them, overnight successes, the celebrities, fill in the blank. I don't really care. You'll, you'll get my point anyway. But how many times do we just look at that person and say, oh, that can never be me. And we forget that at some point in time, they were ordinary, that they were just like everyday regular people. But they said yes. They had a thought, they had an idea, and they pursued it. They had a question, they got the answer to it. They cared about something, they figured it out and and chased the tail. They were afraid they did it anyway. Extraordinary people are made up of a series of ordinary choices. That's how that happens. And it really can happen to any one of us. But if we don't believe we can be extraordinary, if we don't believe that like, you know, for example, um, you all know that Brene Brown is my personal hero. If I don't believe myself to have the potential of connecting with people like she does on her level, it'll never happen. I absolutely think I have that capability. I may not always know the right strategy. I may not always know the steps to take. I may not see the places where I'm cutting my nose off to spite my face. But yes, like her ideas resonate with me so much. They echo so many of the own thoughts and feelings that I have about myself and my belief in others and how they can live their lives that absolutely at some point in time I can have a book with my name on it that makes it to a bestseller list. Because just because it's ordinary doesn't mean I can't do extraordinary things too. But you have to believe that about yourself because if you don't, it never happens. I may be wrong. You may be listening to this show 10 years in the future and be like, "Ah, oh, shit, she's never even written that book yet. And that's true. But if I don't at least have these moments of being like, yeah, that can be me someday. Yeah, I'm capable of that. Yeah, I can throw my hat in the ring for that conversation. And absolutely never happens. All of the extraordinary people we know started out as ordinary. And it's really important for us that we remember that. The next one, um, I don't even know who said this. I thought this is one of those quotes where I thought I was the original creator until I saw it somewhere else. And I was like, oh, that was not my original idea. Um, But it says, if plan A didn't work, the alphabet still has 25 other letters. I cannot tell you how many people I work with who... They try one thing and it didn't work. So they think it's not going to work or it was a bad idea or they shouldn't have tried and they just need to move on rather than recognizing that sometimes new ideas take a while to connect and gel. You know, um, just uh, not this past airline trip. So the last time when I flew home was the first time I used an airline app to check in on my phone. I always was the boarding pass girl checking in at the usually because with my husband's disability, it's actually more efficient to do that way. Um, But also too, because I have this quirky little thing that anytime something's like automated, I've cost a human their job. Um, I like trying to keep jobs. um, And sometimes I worry a little bit about all the efficient automation that's happening. Um, So sometimes I get on my own little personal soapbox and I just go to the person. But I was realizing that somebody took the, Time to build an app to improve the efficiency of my own airline experience. So, I have competing values, right? Sure, I want the woman at check in to still have a job, but I also like the idea of supporting the entrepreneur and the coder and the developer who is like, hey, there are a lot of people that need to travel every single day. We don't need to have these absurd lines. Let's come up with a more efficient way of doing that and supporting that. So, we're going to have to decide for ourselves like what that looks like for us and if you know, that if we think about it for a second, like the person who invented that app or the person who tried that new thing, the first time they did it, it probably didn't work, right? Like the first, like, <laughs> I'm sure because my, my, uh, like my iPhone app reviews is constantly filled. <laughs> like, uh, I don't have an iPhone app. I'm not. That's not what I'm saying. Let me start over and give the example better. So when I go into the iPhone app store, right? and I see reviews for new um, apps on, the first thing we see is that the update didn't work, um, that this is a waste of time. We see all the crap reviews, right? If we just decide that the first iteration of something doesn't work or didn't work or is a bad idea, we never get to the place where it's incredibly efficient in improving somebody's life. And I have a feeling that wherever I was when they first started building airline apps, I was probably in a good spot being in line that was probably the most efficient answer but now it's shifted and changed because when the first version didn't work someone else didn't quit. It's really important to pay attention to that idea sometimes. And of course, I can't do this show and have a coach, a quotable the coachable without leaving you all with a Brene Brown quote. I just would not be true to myself and how I move through the world. So here's what I have from her today. I want to be in the arena I want to be brave with my life and when we make the choice to dare greatly, we sign up to get our asses kicked. We can choose courage or we can choose comfort, but we can't have both, not at the same time. So often, people are so afraid of what's on the other side that they choose to play it safe because that security blanket feels nice and cozy and warm. But the life we want rarely exists under a blanket. At least not for long, right? Like on a cold winter's night with a fire and a cup of hot cocoa, it sounds pretty damn good. But if you're still under there in July when it's 90 degrees out and the sun is shining and there's water on the lake and there's a boat waiting to get into it, like it doesn't work anymore. You can stay safe for a little while. But at some point in time, you have to test yourself against the shore. You have to live. You have to do it. And you can't feel comfortable while you're taking that risk. It just doesn't work. The comfort zone is inviting. The comfort zone is tempting to stay you know, near because it feels warm. It feels comforting. But if you look at it as stifling, stifling who you want to be, the life you want to have, and the way you want to move through the world, you got to get out from under that security blanket and you have to choose courage. You have to choose to be brave and to dare greatly and trust your ability to get back up. So there we have it from quotable to coachable. I'm going to leave you guys with that. Thanks so much for joining me today. I'll talk to you next time. Bye for now.